Hey there, Jen here, and this is A Happy Bit. I want to talk a little bit about stories from my life growing up on the farm. Earlier this week, you heard from my mom, Wanda Johnson, in the episode, and she shared a little bit about what it was like growing up on a farm. She grew up on a farm. I did as well. And with that, there's just tons and tons and tons of outdoor play and outdoor experiences. And I want to share a few of those. So growing up on the farm, we did a lot of work, as you heard in the episode this week. We walked beans. We picked up rocks from the fields so they wouldn't kind of destroy the equipment, the combine and and the various things driving through there. We would pick up sticks in our yard. We had a big garden for vegetables. My mom had huge flower gardens. We mowed the lawn. So as kids on a farm, we <laughs> grew up driving various pieces of farm equipment and big lawnmowers and vehicles very, very, very young. <laughs> and so you may or may not agree with this, but it just happens on the farm. So by age eight, I knew how to drive. So did both of my brothers. In fact, I think my little brother, Jeff, was driving by age six. He could barely see over the dash and he could even drive a little stick shift at that age. I know it sounds insane. Now, we weren't driving on the roads, really. If we did, it was a quarter of a mile to the nearest field. But I remember one time my brother Josh and I took our Ford Zephyr station wagon out into the field because we wanted to drive it. And my dad said, okay, for some reason, I think as a parent now, it was crazy of them. <laughs> so rather than drive up and down the rows, we drove against the rows. Let me explain what that means. When farmers plant a crop, there are kind of... um higher spots and lower spots. So the higher spots might be where the corn was or where the beans were. And so you could drive up and down those rows with the grain of the contours of the field, but we thought it'd be funny to drive against them and bouncing the car the whole way. Well, when we got the car back to the house, oh, we didn't hear that the muffler was gone. <laughs> we didn't notice the car it sounded really loud. And so we didn't even get in that much trouble, but but my, I think my parents rolled their eyes like, great, what next? So many memories driving things. We had a three-wheeler. We were quite reckless with that. One time my city cousin, Melissa, came out and my mom said, oh, why don't you let her drive it? And so I did. And I was her passenger. And we were going on the normal route my brothers and I took, nice and slow, in barely any gear at all. <laughs> and she couldn't seem to turn the thing and drove us straight into a barbed wire fence. And I still have scars up and down my right side to this day from that. Oh my goodness. As things got busier and I had homework and, and my instrument to practice after school and my piano practice, I seemed to be the one that became more and more in charge of the house, which I had no complaint about. It was less physical, but I was pretty good at it. But I had these two favorite meals I made way too often. In fact, three favorite meals. <laughs> and now I only make one of them. But the first one was tuna noodle casserole. <laughs> the second one was hamburger helper, cheeseburger mac. And the third one was pizza. Of the three, the only one I still uh, make is pizza. And frankly, more often than not, I go get Papa Murphy's rather than make it. But one time my parents came in from a hard night of harvesting in the field. It was late. It was after seven o'clock. They were hungry. And they said, what's for dinner? And he said, pizza. And my dad rolled his eyes. And he's like, 
that my mom came in and said, look, we can't eat pizza all the time. We've got to have more variety. And so I took it as a criticism at the time, but I kind of get it now, you know, repeating those three meals must have been (laughs) not the most fun. Well, sometimes after we were done working, we did some fun things too. Not as much as I would have liked, but we would go to the lake near our home where we'd see our friends, or sometimes we'd go to the local swimming pool, which was about 20 minutes away. So we had some fun. I remember taking a few vacations with my parents to Yellowstone and even once to Disney World. And so we had some fun in between all of that work. So we had a lot of fun and we have so many memories of being in nature and being outside and being with people and being really connected. And I had an experience recently that made me kind of compare and contrast modern day life with how it was for me and so many others growing up. I was recently at a piano recital for two of my kids and I realized how difficult it was for me to sit there. Like it was really hard and I didn't bring my phone, luckily, and this was a good learning experience for me because I realized it is rare that we just sit still and watch something without having our phone out to record it and then maybe checking an email. And it got me to thinking about people in the past. You know, they would do their work, they would spend their time outside, and then they would want something diverting to use older language. They want they would want something diverting or amusing or fun. And so going to a play or going to a concert in all of those pre-screen times was so much fun for them, completely amusing. And I realized then and there that I want to retrain my brain to enjoy all of these simple things. And in the past, they weren't so simple to go to a play or to a concert or a piano recital that would have been so highly entertaining. And so I have recently removed all of my uh, streaming apps from my phone, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. (laughs) And I've told a few friends about this, but now I'm telling all of you, (laughs) I'm committed. And so far, so good. I'm learning to sit still again and to enjoy random things and to train my brain to like all the simple things again. Now, granted, don't get me wrong. I've always loved meditating, but even that, I will often pull out an app and have some background music. And I think my brain and many of our brains have forgotten what it's like to just be still and enjoy nature for extended periods of time or to enjoy a conversation with a human being for an extended period of time or to be able to sit through that piano recital and enjoy it. As I sat through that recital with my daughter, uh, Cora beside me, and we had no entertainment for her, which we haven't really done in the past. She's five and a half. And so to entertain her, I said, what do you hear in the music? What, what does your mind see when you hear this song? And for a while, she kept saying, I see a bird, I see a bird. But as we practiced, she got better and better and would say, oh, I see a bird flying and the bird's diving down to get her daughter bird. And she started to create stories because she had to. So I want to issue you and myself and all of us a challenge this week to put the phone away more maybe for hours at a time, maybe every week to have a full day off, to retrain your brain to enjoy those simple things, nature, being outside, being connected. And if that's not a problem for you, great. 
but I would suspect it's a slight problem for any of us who have a smartphone. But to kind of return to some of those simple pleasures and train our brain to get its serotonin and its dopamine from basic things rather than that little notification on our phones. That's my challenge for you today. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back again next week with an interview with my grandmother, Joanne. I'm so excited to share that with you. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Vibrant Happy Women podcast at www.jenriday.com.